fellow St. Louis, this is your host of STL Leaders, Brian Bisking. Today I have a wonderful guest on the phone with us. We have Travis Liebeg. Travis is the CB CEO at St. Louis Bank. Travis has served as a community banker in the Midwest for nearly two decades. Learning banking from the bottom up, he has held executive level roles in retail banking, private banking, small business and commercial lending, and trust and investments. In the summer of 2018, Travis led a group of investors in the purchase of St. Louis Bank, a community bank specializing in small business lending. His focus today is on positioning the young bank headquartered in the suburbs of St. Louis for long-term growth and success. Travis, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So um, just to give our listeners a little bit of a background, uh, Travis and I have known each other since college, um, although we haven't been able to unfortunately stay in touch over the years. Uh, when I was putting this podcast together, a good friend or mutual friend of ours uh, mentioned that you know you were the CEO of St. Louis Bank, and I thought for sure it'd be a great opportunity for me to have you as a guest. And so I appreciate you taking the time today to be on the show. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. So let's dive in. So uh, let's talk about leadership. So when you think of yourself um, and uh, the leaders that you've been around um, over your career, um, what would you say is your leadership style um, and why why is your leadership style defined the way you think it is? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, at least my style, you know, I think I, I'm one that tends to focus on how to make things better and, you know, focusing on a, on a vision of what is possible. Um, not saying that I can inspire everybody, but I feel like, you know, at least I have some level of ability to get really great people gathered around or on a common cause or, you know, a focus and give some level of inspiration and kind of put the practice into place of what we're trying to accomplish uh, centralized around either that common goal or that vision and continuing to focus on what that looks like. So if you went to the textbook, it may be that transformational or charismatic leadership style. I definitely work well in teams and count on my teammates to help uh, drive the success home for whatever it is that we're working on. So I would say that's probably at least in summation, uh, probably the way I would define that. Awesome. And would you say that um, you like to surround yourself with, you know, I had, I've had guests on before that talk about the teams and the people they surround themselves with. Would you say you, you try to surround yourself with people that maybe are smarter than you to help you define your leadership even even better? Yeah, I would, I would for sure. I think it, you know, you're only as good as the, uh, the people you surround yourself with. And, you know, if you can find high performing focus driven individuals, you know, anything's possible, but it comes down to maybe that, that spirit, I think, or the kindred spirit that is shared amongst that group and people that may follow some mental models of kind of believing in what's possible, but most definitely I'd rather have extremely talented people, you know, kind of point them in the right direction and kind of share in that vision and let them do their thing versus being the uh, person that is maybe the, the dictator and forcing people uh, to do things that maybe don't connect to their why. But the big difference between, I think, management and leadership and on the leadership side, it takes really good people that uh, are motivated and can do things on their own. But it, it's tough to, to, to gather, you know, the the, the great folks that are out there. I think good people are hard to find, but you also have to uh, look for things inside of people that maybe they don't see themselves and see if they can rise to the occasion. Uh, yeah, so I think for, for me, it is the people and making sure that the people around you are suited for the task, uh, but they have a chance to be successful in their own right and you know let them let them do what they do best. 
Absolutely. So let me ask you this. When you're looking for those people that you surround yourself with and even even in, in your own leadership, what defines leadership to you? Like if you had to if you had to put a sentence to leadership and the definition of it, what would that be for you? Yeah, I'd probably open it up with, you know, just remembering that there's a major difference between management and leadership. So if we're thinking about leadership itself, you know, that in its sense is, you know, a verb of, you know, getting the action of leading a group of people towards some common goal or an idea. But you have to do that not just by telling them what we're going to do, but inspiring them and trying to share that vision across the way to motivate uh, others to act on that vision and encourage others to help them really, you know, get through and, and, and the tough times. So getting to accomplish anything meaningful is difficult. And, you know, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Right. So there's this, uh, you know, painting of the picture. I think uh, being one that is leading just as much as you are contributing along the way, but then also pursuing that goal, even during difficult times and trying to reframe things, remember on what we're, what we're striving for. But yeah, the one sentence, I think it's the action of leading people towards a common goal or vision. Absolutely. Well, and I think you, I think one of the points that you said there as well, that's very important to, to pull out of that is there's a, there's a huge difference, especially in my opinion, a huge difference between being a leader and being a manager, right? I think um, just because you're a manager doesn't necessarily mean you're a leader. And just because you're a leader doesn't necessarily mean you're a manager. So, so there's, there's uh, big differences between that. And I think that's a great point. Uh, which brings me to one of my uh, one of my next questions, which is when you think of qualities that a good leader has, what are some good qualities that you think you have as a, as a leader of the St. Louis Bank? Yeah, I would say, you know, you have to be somewhat of a visionary. It doesn't mean you have to be so forward looking uh, out there, but it, I think it starts with having a vision, you know, getting people around you, um, ability to influence them and build, you know, a bit of a consensus around what we're doing. So it's changing maybe ideas. It's also being flexible in the way that you think. I have a good friend of mine that always talks about having uh, strong ideas, uh, ideals that are loosely held. So you have to have some conviction in kind of the way you think. You have to be decisive, but you can't be bullheaded. I think you need to listen to people that are around you, take in, you know, what they're saying and, and make sure that it tests, you know, maybe your hypothesis and be flexible and, and be open. But at the cornerstone of all this, I think, I think you have to be, you know, extremely trustworthy. I don't think you can build these relationships and be a leader if, if trust has been established early on. And I think that's backed up by just, you know, following, you know, integrity. I think integrity is one of those ideas that you can't be kind of, uh, uh, you know, kind of in or kind of out. I think you either have it or you don't. So, People that, have, that value integrity and ethics, I think, goes a long way. But um, successful leaders, to me, always have that that component of building trust and the consensus, and then doing it the the right way, and then you know proving that what you're doing is is the right thing to be to, to, to do in the business field. So yeah, so I heard three three key words. There. I heard visionary, trustworthy, and integrity. So three great qualities that I think. Uh, make up a successful leader. I think those are great. Um, I think every what's what's interesting and what's awesome about doing this podcast is I hear different perspective from you know great leaders in our community on on what they believe good qualities are and uh, trustworthy and integrity always come up. Um, and so it's it's nice to hear the common theme as we kind of as I kind of go through this podcast uh, process. And you already hit a little bit on what makes a successful leader to you. Um, but where did you where did you learn to be a leader? Like, did you have a mentor along the way, or how have you grown into be the successful leader that you are of your bank? 
Yeah, I, I guess maybe some of it is uh, innate or it's ingrained in you. You know, I played sports and, you know, got a lot of, uh, I think, leadership skills, you know, from that, not knowing that you're getting them along the way. But, you know, how do you how do you play well on a team and know your role within that team and really driving for, you know, I guess the common good of the team. But I think it's something that, you know, you learn and you're kind of refining all the time. But I, I definitely... I'm a student of, you know, leaders, meaning that I, you know, I'm always paying attention to, to those that are out there, you know, doing things, leading companies, organizations, and trying to learn from them. And I don't think that there's a playbook on this stuff. I mean, you can read a lot of different books and pull in a lot of different qualities that you can try. But I think when it comes down to, you know, being, being a leader, those that are successful in leadership, they tend to be themselves. You know, I think if they're faking it, you pick up on it, going back to that trust Thing. So I think just being yourself and being genuine, but also ability to, to, to move people forward. So the uh, people that I've had the good fortune of, of working for over my career have shaped me into who I am today. And, you know, I think that's been a gift of having great bosses and great leaders around. And I think, it, you know, it's, it's keeping it fairly simple and following maybe not, not exactly what they do, but what are the qualities that drew people towards them? You know, and, and of the five or six different bosses I've had over my career, you know, I think I'm a combination of, of each and every one. There's certain things that some did really well and then others did things a little bit differently. And then finding, you know, what it is that worked well for me, um, at least from a business standpoint. You know, I didn't come from a you know family of, you know, white collar business folks, but, you know, blue collar um, family. But the leadership that was shown there through the work ethic is as valuable, if not more valuable, than a lot of the more polished uh, things that some of the leaders that I've worked for have done. But I guess where I'm going with this is, you know, I'm on a constant pursuit to, to learn and get better and, you know, paying attention to those that are, are successful in their own right, regardless of what field they're in, and picking up some of those personality traits and maybe some styles. But, you know, I, I do have a, uh, a longtime mentor that has, I think, shaped the way that I think about things. And while he is maybe not the most charismatic uh, out front leader, he's led, you know, by the way that I think he handles situations is decisive. But spending, you know, the last 15 years learning from him and asking questions and then maybe thinking about things a little bit differently has, has certainly shaped, you know, the leader that I am today. And, and part of this is the physical aspects of what you see in leaders. And then the other side is what you don't see. And that goes back to that, that mental model kind of approach and studying mental models or learning from people that think uh, in a certain way to help you be more effective. That for me, I've just had, I guess, the, the luck or the good fortune of being around a lot of really good people and, and, and taking, the, taking advantage of asking them questions, getting to know them, uh, understanding what makes them tick. And I'm who I am today because of them, and I'll be who I am, you know, tomorrow for the other individuals that I encounter and learn from. And I think we have to continue to evolve as leaders. There's probably a core principle in there of Absolutely. leading by example and rolling up your sleeves. But you know, keep refining it, keep learning from others, and it's, there's a million different ways to to I think you know get to a, a certain outcome. It's just finding what's right for you. Absolutely. Well, and I think, you know, um, I always love asking that question because uh, even myself, I, you know, I have mentors that have helped guide me to where I am. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is you don't just wake up one day and become the CEO of, uh, you know, of St. Louis Bank. and You don't just wake up one day and become a leader. It, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of um, student uh, studentship of being a leader. 
Um, and it takes a lot of people to help you get that get there. Um, and mentors are a great way to help guide you uh, in that journey. And so um, I, I think sometimes people don't realize that, that it's great to surround yourself with people who are in those types of positions that can help mentor you and guide you along the way and, and how, how critical they can be to the success of, of your journey. Um, it's, it's very, I think it's very, very Yeah, important. and I think in the, in the more that I got to know these great successful leaders in, in different areas, what I think I realized and kind of the light bulb went off was, you know, they didn't just show up there one day either. You know, they had right. the uh, discipline and the long-term approach of, of, of making the right moves, making the right decisions, but it's the, you know, tiny gains every single day that keep stacking on top of each other that open up those opportunities and helpful for me to have seen that and understand that. And yeah, you wake up one day and you've made a lot of progress and it doesn't stop there. You keep, keep making more. Absolutely. So along the way, have you read any uh, books or uh, listened to any podcasts or even audio books that have helped guide you uh, through your career and, and, you know, maintaining your journey and your, uh, your leadership qualities that you would like to share? Yeah, for, yeah, for sure. I think um, a few different things on that topic, but the summer before I left for, for college, you know, I was uh, painting houses and mowing grass and making, making money, you know, that way before I left for school. And my father, uh, years before, had had these books on tape of the seven habits of highly effective people. And I think in the 80s and 90s, it was really like the uh, gold standard of these business self-help books. But I had nothing else to listen to on these boring days of painting and mowing grass. So I decided to listen to that. And I think I was willing to listen to it differently, knowing I was going to college. And, you know, that for me is one that I think every five years people should go back and kind of refresh and listen to and, and, and see. So that's one that stands out. But I am one that is always, um, I think, on the search for, you know, different uh, value add podcasts or books or TED Talks. Um, but, and I find that, you know, taking recommendations from people I really trust and, 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 and I think, uh, believe in helps me filter out a lot of that, mm-hmm. but I can get into, you know, those pretty deep and, you know, keep consuming information. And I think you can be on this constant search for more information. So I do take pauses from that. Um, but a concept that I feel like probably kind of underscores, you know, the resources and the things that, that we, that we do. Of course, a lot of those books are great and I think they can apply in many different ways. Same goes for podcasts. Uh, Ted talks are obviously good from, from the vantage point of just how people think about ideas, but this concept of, um, and I'm not sure whose line this is, or if it was based in a book or what, but that you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And I'm really, you know, for the last decade, uh, I'm convinced that that is a, a major difference maker. And, you know, when you're busy and you have a lot to do in your daily lives, time is at such a premium and where you spend it should be, you know, the most valuable areas and paying attention to what others are doing, I think can help shape us. So I think that's where this principle of who is it that you're spending, you know, most of your time with can help you kind of uh, do an analysis of, you know, if I am going to be the average of these five uh, is it going to provide me maybe the path that I want to be on? And those five can be, you know, a family member. It can be a coworker. It can be a longtime friend. It can be a mentor. But it also can be, you know, uh, somebody that, you know, a podcast, for instance, could be that one of those five people. If you're going back and you're consuming different information, where are you learning? Um, I think is one of the most important areas. And, you know, you can watch Veg Out on Netflix and kind of watch the, you know, 
mindless shows that are out there. You can find stuff that's educational. And I think we need a balance in all this stuff. But right. and I kind of really gave a lot of thought to this. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. It really made me think about where am I spending time and energy and, and focus. And it's hopefully the people that are you know, going to make you a better human being and you know, put the right practices in place. Uh, so I don't know if that fully answers yeah, the, no, the question there. It's probably a lot of different things. And I think you have to be curious in a lot of areas. Um, but I think being curious in the areas of where you can be most improved is a, is a good quality to kind of focus on. Well, absolutely. And I think um, it's absolutely important to surround yourself with uh, good people, smart people, successful people. And I think you learn from all those types of people. One thing that I enjoy doing uh, myself and anybody that knows me, I, I do a ton of networking. I love to network. And so uh, being able to go out and meet new people on a daily basis um, and learn from them and, and what they've done and how they've gotten to where they are uh, has always, always helped me around in my career. And so I think it, it's a very important to surround yourself with those type of people and always continue to be a student of, of the game and and always try to um, keep furthering yourself, your knowledge uh, for your career. It's, it can only benefit you. Um, so let me ask you one okay. question that I, you know, I always love to ask is if, if you look back at your career so far, is there one thing that if you wish you would have known now that, you know, that you didn't know back then? So like, if you look back at your career, what's one thing you know now that you wish you would have known when you started your career? You know, I think when you're early in your career, you know, a lot of people try to, you know, prove who they are in, in many different ways. And sometimes it's not authentic or maybe people act as if, and I don't know that that's the right approach. I think, you know, being interested versus an interesting person is far more valuable. And I think, you know, early on in my career, if somebody would have helped me kind of think about that framework of, you know, the way that I think you can be uh, more successful and, and draw more people in is by being interested in them, not trying to be either the funniest or, you know, the loudest person in the room or the smartest person in the room or most flashy. I think being interested allows you to, to connect deeply and get to know people, which does in turn make you an interesting person that people want to be around, but it's asking the questions. And it's even like what I think you're doing right now is getting to better know individuals. What is it that makes them tick? What are the things that made them who they are today? And, and being interested in individuals, I think gives us this great advantage of knowledge that, you know, if you're just trying to be interesting and impress everybody with everything that you have to say, you miss the biggest opportunity that's out there and that's getting to know the people around you. So that for sure, uh, for me, you know, growing up in a small town outside of St. Louis, I felt like maybe I had, uh, had more to prove or maybe I wasn't um, worthy of being in the roles that I was in. And honestly, I feel like the more authentic I could be and be interested in kind of the individuals that were around me, the better I became and the more I could be myself. Uh, and also allows you to, you know, I won't say be more vulnerable necessarily, but to ask for help and be in a situation versus being the uh, the go-to person for everything. But, you know, nothing wrong with also teaching along the way. But I think that concept of be interested versus interesting uh, certainly would have probably changed the way that I would have approached a lot of things early in my career. That's awesome. Well, those are, this, is, this has been great. I've, I've really enjoyed this. And I think those are all great points. And Brings me to the final question I ask my guest every single time. It's always the last question I ask, and it's for our listeners. And, the, and that question is for the people that are listening to this podcast, what is one piece of advice you would give them when it comes to leadership and how to get into a leadership-type role? Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, if, if you're wanting to be a leader, 
and this is something that is, is driving you, then you already have it, right? So it's already there. If you have this innate desire to become a leader, so then it is, you know, how do I apply this? And, you know, back to one of my mentors over the years, you know, his kind of advice uh, that he always threw out there was, you know, show up, pay attention, ask questions and, and don't quit or don't give up. And I think a lot of that means, you know, you, the leadership opportunities, they're not just going to drop in your lap, right? You got to show up, you got to get involved in things, pay attention, pay attention to the people around you, pay attention to the subject matter, ask the questions, learn and learn from others that are around you that already maybe have, have the knowledge that took them years to assemble. And then, you know, don't quit or don't give up because anything that you're, anything that's worth doing is going to be difficult and just expect it. But that's where the self-discipline comes in of, you know, determination and, and, and driving towards what it is that you want to do. Because I'm, I'm convinced that this sounds cliche, but you can do or be anything that you want to be. And, you know, it just takes work. It takes good people around you. And it takes this determination that you can get there. And if that's really what motivates you, go do it. And I think it's that, that first one, show up, you know, show up every single day. Every day matters. And it's a little bit at a time that gets you to where you need to be. So Absolutely. maybe that's too simple, but I believe me, for me, it's been the most impactful, I think, that I've ever had. Because as you put it into practice and you start to look backwards and see what you've accomplished, uh, it's pretty amazing on what, what happens when it's that steady approach. Absolutely. Well, I think, um, you know, when, you, when you're talking there, it reminds me of my father. Uh, my father's owned a barber shop in Edwardsville, Illinois, for 50 years. This year will be his 50th year being a barber. And He's retiring at the end of this year, and he always told me from a young age, you don't call in sick to work. You get up every day and you go to work no matter how hard, no, how hard it is, and you never quit. Um, I can remember one of my very first jobs. It was um, where I worked for a company called 62 Sports Group, and uh, it, was, it was very hard at times to get up and go to work there, not because it was a bad place to work, but sometimes the job itself was very hard and demanding on the body. And... Um, he, I, one day I wanted to quit and he said, you're not a quitter. You can't give up that that's not who you are. And that's not who a Bisking will be. And so, um, those two points that you made about always showing up and never giving up, I think, I think are great pieces of advice for anybody listening to this. So Travis, thank you so much. I'd also like to thank our sponsors, Cornerstone Employer Solutions, Inbound Blend Digital Marketing and NWO IT Services. Travis Liebig, CEO of St. Louis Bank. Thank you so much, sir, for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you and best luck and look forward to seeing you soon. Take care. Thanks, Travis.